Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast, powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance, located in Niles, Ohio. Welcome back to another edition of the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. It's Season 2, Episode 2, and we're here with Coach Perry. Coach, um, I want to discuss on this week's show, I know you guys had the sausage fry, you guys had the scrimmage last week down at the high school, and then also talk a little bit about the Niles McKinley Football Alumni. Um, I know you guys want to get that going, but um, let's kind of just dig into the sausage fry first. Um, How'd that go for you guys? Yeah, one of those nights where you just, you know, it kind of makes you it makes you feel good. You see how many people are involved in the program, uh, you know, including the junior high and the cheerleaders and the mothers clubs there doing their thing, and then of course the guys that put it all on the frontliners, and it just really makes you feel incredibly blessed to realize, you know, uh, what kind of program we have and and what it means to the community. Um, now I think you brought up last year because we spoke a little bit about the the sausage fry didn't you say that there's some there's some history and tradition there in terms of like this is like one of the first ones where this has been going on since the dawn of time basically yeah i think that it was uh 60 i think this was the 62nd sausage fry so uh you know we don't i don't think there's any documentation out there or something like this but i just can't imagine that uh there's one event you know throughout ohio going on you know, on a yearly basis uh like that that uh you know probably started pretty meager and then quickly you know built over time and you know I know a lot of guys that uh, aren't really all that close to the program on a day-to-day basis but you see them there so it's just a nice tradition that we have and I'm sure something will be going on long after you and I are gone (laughs) yeah hopefully and uh, and, uh, um, when you look when you look back when you were on the team back in in the day when you were going to high school how much has that kind of changed the sausage fry itself I mean what are some of the things that you maybe miss and what are some of the things they think you know that have been brought along that's kind of helped it well i'll tell you it's just kind of maybe a sign of the times i mean when i was in school it was a male only event and uh you know a lot of things uh <laughs> masters uh, augusta national didn't have females and things like that so with the times and rightfully so the you know that's changed and uh uh, the women are involved, and uh, I think it, you know, that alone brings a more of a family-oriented atmosphere. I think back in the day, it was probably beers and cigars and, and such. So, uh, you know, that's evolved, and like I said, it's it's actually helping to grow. There was a big crowd there the other night. Yeah, big crowd. Yeah, it was re- like I said, really nice. One, you know, we we often live in a world of negativity, but when you get to be in that environment and see. Uh, you know, so many people there for for uh, you know for a nice I don't want to say cause, but an event like that. It just makes you feel good that our community is a lot stronger than it probably gets credit for a lot of the time. Definitely, definitely. I know a lot of people uh, like kind of hinge on social media, and uh, again, uh, but we do have a great community. Once again, you're listening to the Niles and Killing Red Dragons Football Podcast, powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance Home Life Auto. You can find him on Robbins Avenue here in Niles, Ohio. Um, let's. I know you discussed this and brought this up our last uh, show in terms of the Niles McKinley uh, football alumni, and you wanted to get that going. Any progress there? And and if these guys do want to start up, you know, how are they going to be going about doing sure. this? Yeah. So we kicked it off. I think pretty pretty close to after uh, the first podcast aired, and uh, had some a nice response uh, early on. Uh, 
some of the guys I, I would have said, oh, I know they'd be right in there to sign up, and they were, but, you know, even some people I didn't even know. So, you know, that was really cool to see. Um, last I, I checked, I think we were in about the 30s or 40s as far as members go. So it is, is growing nicely. Uh, we've been busy with two days in that, and uh, I probably need to be promoting it a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's certainly uh, one of those things that's, that's really going to grow over time. We've had positive feedback. A lot of a lot of guys like me probably wait for deadlines, and maybe I need to throw a deadline out there. But, you know, they, they we've had feedback that this is a good thing. You know, I'm glad you're doing this, and I'm going to be involved. So, uh, like, you know, the whole intent of it is to – to let our kids understand that they're part of a big program that means something to a lot of people and get those alumni back to our kids so that they can take get some takeaways from them. So, you know, I'm excited about uh, where that's going. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun process. Now, this part is I'm excited about. Um, last week, you guys were down to school and you had four teams down there scrimmaging. Um, you guys scrimmaged LeBray first. And I was down there basically for most of the LeBray scrimmage. And then I think by the time you guys were done with that, you know how that's it's just start to tend to talk to people and lose focus on what's going on on the field. But as I sat there in the stands, I was I was taking some notes and I thought it would be fun um, just to kind of get your thoughts on and on some of the notes I took. Um, and I saw you get hot a few times. <laughs> I, I can't wait to kind of find out. My my wife she even got shushed after one of the things she was starting to talk I go shush she goes did you shush me I go I did shush you I go I want to hear what coach I go coach was going nuts down there I wanted to know what he was going to say so let's let's now break this down now I, you know I was trying to write the starters down and uh, you know I, I now now 42 who's 42 because I, I, I thought this kid has great pursuit and he was just always around the football and I don't know who he is but you can probably tell us a little yeah, about yeah good observation and uh in fact, when we it might have been around the same time you saw it, uh, I was standing with Coach Bourne and he ran a he ran a jet sweep down and Coach Bourne said that kid's the best kid we got sideline to sideline and uh, uh, he's right and and we noticed that last year and, and and I'll say this before I even reveal his name that's where we really feel good about some parts of our program because he had to work his way through JV last year and he really opened Coach's eyes with his effort there. And then the next step can, you know, hey, let's transfer that into practice, and he's done a nice job. But that's Curtis Taylor. Uh, he goes by the name of Cujo. All right. Uh, and I think even his mother calls him Cujo. In fact, I think his mother may have even named him Cujo. So uh, last year we teased him a little bit. Uh, I think Coach Haney called him Puppy all year. He said he wasn't <laughs> quite Cujo yet. But uh, he really, he's a junior, and, uh, you know, he's been doing a nice job for us. So it was good to see him out there. He is one of those guys who's just, all, like you said, always around the football, and that's what you want out of your linebackers. Now, now his demeanor, is he a Cujo? No, no, just, you wouldn't see it, not until, the, not until the ball snapped. Okay. Yeah, he, he's a real pleasant, pleasant kid to be around and uh, probably a little bit on the quiet side, but uh, he, he definitely is a ball hawk. Now, now and then... Uh, uh, 27. I thought some. I thought he came up with some pop. I thought uh, he was doing. Yeah, some things Joe well. Gallo. And again, Joe. You know, last year, uh, coming back off his knee injury, I think that took some time. I, I, I see a, a big step forward in him right now. Uh, so, uh, 
you know, that, that, that was very encouraging. I thought he ran the ball really hard up inside, which is really nice. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes it's hard to yeah, uh, right. burst yeah. out of the hole. Little, little straight liners. I like to see that's him a little bit more. Coming out, but yeah, I that's mean, a little. Uh, I like to see Joe a little more. more I mean, yeah, that one play he came out, I think, was the first play off the scrimmage. I mean, he came out. I, I told my wife, I said, I, I would have not wanted to be on the other end of Yeah, that, that was a collision with the, with the safety there. But, you know, LeBray, one thing I can say about them, they always have tough kids. That's what makes it a great scrimmage. So, uh, but Joe definitely, uh, Joe definitely provided that kind of back that we like. Uh, you know, sticking the ball up in there. So, now obviously, uh, what David made number thirty-three. I mean, he's just I think Mr. Consistency. Is that fair enough? I mean, yeah, he's I, had a nice he's had a nice summer. Battled a little bit of an ankle injury there. Uh, you know, we had held him out of our inner squad and that, and he was begging to get in. So I think he was just excited to be out there as far as that goes. Uh, nice thing with him, you know, the prototypical tight end on that side of the ball, you don't see that much anymore. So that's a weapon that a lot of teams aren't used to facing. Uh, I think he caught a touchdown pass in our red zone area. So uh, we're expecting big things out of Dave, really on both sides of the ball, too. And all, all those mom and dads out there, or even the kids, if you're listening in, um, you know, I was trying to gra- gather as much from the stands as I could. Um, I didn't get to see a lot of um, really take note of the the, in, the trenches on the defense or offensive side of the line. So if you're kind of missing out on some of your names or just comments. Uh, but I, I will have one uh, 57. I thought 57 came in. I thought he did some good things. Who's 57? And well, talk let me a think about, about it. So their practice numbers are often different okay. than, than their game numbers here, Bo. So I'm trying now, to think He was playing, I think he came in, he was playing, I think, nose tackle? Okay, it could have been, uh, it may have been Dylan Helmick. Who, okay. Uh, Dylan was a starter for us on the defensive line last year. And and I I I, I, I know there's a mom and dad yeah. listening out here, and that's not him. So I don't, you know, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to slight anybody here. But I will mention Dylan uh uh, he's a kid that actually at our army camp he broke his finger. It was a pretty gruesome injury, but uh, uh, he's been coming back from that. But he is really, really quick off the ball, and if you know from the stands, that's likely something that that you would have observed up there too. So uh, it was uh, we had kind of lost him for a little bit. He was he was in working, and we didn't think we were going to have him. And he came back into the program, and uh, he's been working hard ever since. So we're glad to have him back. Awesome. Now this one that that. Now, now, if I was drafting a fantasy high school football combination, Leonard to Romero, I think I'm I'm early on it. They look yeah. good last week, and Romero after the catch, I mean, just yeah. And you saw that wonderful. last year with him with him as a punt returner. Um, you know, last year Romero just kind of struggled with the consistency of doing what we wanted him to do. His athleticism has never been a question for us. Uh, this year, he's he's been engaged mentally, which is what he needed to do. And uh, I think that you see once he's in the right spot, then the ball goes to him. You can definitely see what he's able to do with it afterwards. Uh, he has that little bit of uh, uh, hold your breath when the ball's in his hand kind of thing. And as a coach, you know you want all those kind of guys you can get. <laughs> yeah, he was fun. That was fun to watch. Like I said, and like his you know his ability after you know after that ball's in his hands, he does a lot with it. I mean, he was going upfield and. Make them some moves. Now I have a note here: nine with terrific moves, good blocking by seventeen along the way. I believe who's nine? That's uh, Douglas Foster. Okay. And uh, uh, you, I'm glad you mentioned that seventeen, Kyle Longer, and he last year was our best uh, blocking uh, uh, wideout. And that's really, you know, we really rely on his consistency out there and everything that he does. But he's a relentless blocker, and I think that play you probably recorded there was our jet sweep. Okay. And uh, 
even last year, we always felt that that Douglas was uh, a guy that just some guys just can run jet sweep better than others. And it's not necessarily a speed thing. Uh, you know, I know when I were, if I were ever run jet sweep, it was because I was scared and I didn't want to get killed. You know, but Douglas kind of has that ability where he dips down in, gets yards back out. He just kind of we always call it he kind of staircases it. And uh, sometimes a true tailback doesn't run jet sweep well because they they want to turn it up. And it's a it, and it's a play that you need to just keep working to the outside. Douglas does a nice job of that, and uh, we had some timing issues actually on that play. If he'd actually been closer to quarterback when the ball was snapped, he may have scored on that. Uh, so we we were we've been working the last few days on getting our timing on Jet better, so that he doesn't have to wait so long to get the ball, so that he can get out there, you know, even with the blockers and turn the corner uh, faster. Definitely, definitely. Well, well, at least we're on the same page. At least I know I'm not completely um, <laughs> off my rocker. Let's see. Now, <clears throat> now we're not mentioning him on the show. We might talk to him after the podcast ends, but I do have some miscues by guys, too. Uh-oh. Yeah, so, but we don't want to bring that up because, again, we don't want to have the, the hell and wrath of the public after us. Um, five, I mean, we all talked about Seth, and I didn't know he had that kind of, I thought, I was like, who's five? And then I realized who it was. I, I never knew. I thought he ran the ball. He's, you know, he's kind of like that thunder and lightning with Gallo yeah. and, and him. You got the big power guy, and uh, and then you got Seth. I didn't know he moved that yeah, way. Yeah, so last year, you know, last year playing, just playing JV games, uh, you know, we kind of, you lack depth, obviously, in those situations. So there was times where he had to go in the backfield, and he kind of he kind of fell in love with that part of it, and uh, you know we know some potential there. And then toward the end of the year, uh, a couple times in even in varsity action, he took some shallow crosses and that, and really showed an ability with the ball in his hands to to get upfield the way you like to see. So you know this year losing Robbie Savin and trying to add some depth to that position where we feel like we're going to be by committee. Um, uh, we moved Seth down in there, and he's he's done a nice job, and and he and he's learning. And uh, I know we're going to get into it because you, you you like the fact that uh, you saw me blowing up. I, I got on Seth one time. And, <laughs> okay, that's and I, I yeah, <laughs> we can, I'll explain to you what it was, and uh, he knows why. Did you run the wrong route? Uh, not really. Okay. Uh, so we uh, we build into a lot of our concepts of blitz pickup, and uh, so when you're bringing all your guys out into pass routes, your quarterback's really vulnerable. So if a blitz happens, the guy who's responsible for the blitz pick it up needs to see it and, uh, you know, be ready for the ball. Uh, it was a situation where had we completed it, it would have been a first down. He was continuing up to the next level. And the reason why I blew up on him, and I shouldn't have done that, and I apologize too, was because we had just spent a lot of time, he and I, going over, this is what you're going to do. And I thought Zach did a nice job of picking the blitz up, and, and Seth's back was turned. And uh, that that's where my where my frustration come from, because, you know, I, it's like one of the first times I was a teacher, and I thought I did a great job giving a lesson, and then I gave the test, and everyone failed. And as a teacher, you're like, well, that's got to be me because there's some smart kids in this room and they all just failed this test. So it was probably as much frustration on my on my own end that, you know, my, my efforts to get this cleaned up weren't good. But uh, we're hoping now that, that we understand our blitz pickup responsibilities. I, I love it. Now, I, I, I um, 62, late hit on Zach, number six. I had, um, 
Any comments on that? 62 would have been the opposing team. But how do you, does it make you cringe a little bit when these yeah, guys take the cheap shots? Yeah, those kids don't. I mean, even then, the kid knew it. I, I, I saw. Though it's always, I know you're not going to yell at yeah. the other kid, but I mean, the thing the I coach, saw that's your was, QB. yeah, we put the kid in the ex different color jersey and that. But what I saw was their coach coming up and says, he's got that yellow jersey on for, you know, anyone can make a mistake. I mean, obviously, if he'd been rolling around like, uh, you know, <laughs> with the, with something injured, I'd, I'd probably feel a lot different. But Zach's a tough kid. He's not wearing that jersey for his own uh, liking, you know. he Again, he's been a little bit sore just, I think, from making that transition from, you know, baseball to football. We've really had him throwing a lot. So we've been just trying to keep him out of contact a little bit so that he gets 100%. So, you know, taking a shot, in retrospect, probably good for him because he hasn't taken a lot of shots. But, yeah, uh, it definitely uh, cringe when something like that happens. Now, Coach, um, you know, and I also have uh, Romero uh, nice uh, finish, help finish off a tackle, too. So defensively, he uh, shows a little. Yeah, he comes, uh, he, he's definitely a physical kid. Uh, we, we don't like the fact sometimes he doesn't always wrap up. You know, he basically wants to do the big hit. I think you see that a lot on TV. And, uh, you know, for what we're trying to do, we, we, we'd like a little bit more form out of it. But it is nice to know that, you know, uh, I think most of our kids, they're not afraid to stick their nose in there. So that's where an area where I think we've improved. Like, we've become a little bit more physical. So I don't know if from the stands it looked that way. We felt as coaches we were pretty physical the other day, so that was a good thing. you got to love that, right? Yeah, well, that's what we've been trying to do. You know, that's why we've been, you know, we've been as physical as the world will allow us to be in practice <laughs> and, and so forth. So, which nowadays, you, and probably right, rightfully so again, but uh, just trying to, you know, we're bringing people to the ground. You know, we're going live up front as much as we can. And you just hope over time that that, that you know, we become that physical team because that's where I think really, in, especially in Northeast Ohio, if you're going to win, I think you've got to be a physical football team. Now, for you, I mean, obviously, you're going to have more wisdom than anybody, and you're the head coach of the Dragons. Um, and I was just taking notes from the stands. But um, any kids that you just want to reckon that you thought maybe had a good week last week and just well, I yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a couple guys that I think deserve recognition. Uh, uh, one one sat out with uh, with an injury actually, and uh, he was come back from concussion. That's Javon Tabor, and Javon's going to be a junior and. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I I'm really proud of him because I think there was a time where he was maybe questioning whether or not you know he was football was for him whatever. And then I think he had a little soul searching over the off season and and he's come lights out for us this year. And uh, nice. uh, in fact, even the military guys like wanted to award him at our military camp. He he was uh, he was he was uh, uh, sing, uh, singled out there to uh, you know receive an award from them and then. You know, really, really just a big difference from last year to this year with him. So we're excited. Like I said, we had to hold him out. Uh, you know, he could have gone if it was a game day, but, you know, uh, holding him out was the right thing to do there. And then another kid has done just a nice job, like I said, transition. We may even have talked about this on the last podcast. I can't remember, but Darren Thomas. Uh, Darren plays uh, Z number 10 for us, and uh, uh, he's, he's, again, battling a little injury right now, which I think is affecting him, but... You know, from an attitude standpoint, a kid that's really bought into what we're doing and has actually become a leader, uh, he, he's one that I, uh, again, really feel feels done a nice job. And then a guy that I thought had a great scrimmage was uh, Alan I. Fryer, number four. And, uh, he again, he's a guy that's going to be stepping into a starting role. Actually, he'll probably be, 
I guess the guy he's sort of replacing is Robbie Savin on defense. Okay. Those are big shoes. You cool. know? But uh, Alan is a very athletic kid, and uh, he's he's really – we've been really impressed with, with the effort and, uh, you know, him – his athleticism uh, to play that linebacker spot. He plays a position we call adjuster. So, he, you know, he's kind of moving to formation and and uh, it's a little bit of a hybrid a lot of times in coverage, a lot of times bringing pressure off the edge. So it's an important position for us and he's filled that spot well. Awesome stuff. Once again, the 2019 Niles and Kinley Red Dragon football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance located here in Niles, Ohio. Talking a little Red Dragons football with Coach Perry as he enters season two as the lead man of the program next week. Um, crazy to think one week away, but uh, Highland Tiger is going to be coming to Bo Ryan Stadium. Um, I, knew, I don't know if we'll uh, talk next week before, but if we don't, uh, what are your thoughts uh as the countdown begins. Yeah, so we, we were able to uh, <clears throat> go see them Saturday morning. They they scrimmaged up in uh, Notre Dame Cathedral Latin. And uh, uh, we must have been over-eager because we were at the field before they were, and their coach came over. like, you guys are here already? <laughs> and uh, Stevie Boyle's their coach. He, he's a good guy. He's not a good guy for the next two weeks, but he's a good guy. And uh talked to him for a little bit. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, you never week one's tough because you just don't know what you are about, and you certainly don't know your opponent. But I can tell you that, uh, you know, last year the record wasn't great, but they already seemed improved. So they've done a nice job over there. Uh, we definitely have some real concerns about some of the things that they're going to be able to do to us. Uh, looking at their scrimmage, I don't think they tried to show a lot. Some teams try to keep it close to the vest, and I, I think that's probably the case of what they were doing. But uh, they have some real pieces over there. So. Uh, Thursday night at home, you know, should be a big crowd, uh, kicking off football season, not many games in the area that night, two rivals going at it, I mean, all the ingredients are there, you know, everybody's excited, we're excited, and uh, I'm in that, <coughs> already last night I can tell you, I'm in that mode where it's uh, sleepless nights, and uh, <laughs> Poor coach. yeah, we got about, I don't know what we're having seen the clock today, but I think we're at about 10 days, 11 days here, so uh, once we're down into single digits, it's, it's going to be a uh, a lot, lot of nerves up until kickoff. Um, I'm sure. Well, Coach Perry, we we appreciate you always taking the time. And uh, I know once the season begins, uh, we'll be grabbing the kids. I know uh, even heading over here, or you know what I told it, you know, they're like, oh, who's who's going to be on the show today? And and, and remember, folks, um, we try to game plan, but it's it's usually pretty random on who we we get. So um, it's, yeah, a lot it's of times it depends on who's who's left. still left in the shower and haven't <laughs> gone home yet. You yeah. know, and it, you know it's like playing time. Like you'd love to be able to feature every single kid because you would. rightfully they deserve it. You know, and, and you know the same thing with playing time. There's kids we absolutely adore as coaches, and uh, you know they don't get to play all that much and when we wish that was different and to be quite honest I was I don't know if my coaches adored me but I didn't get a ton of playing time as an athlete so uh, you know I certainly sympathize with them but I, I love those kids even more because they come in every day and they work and they don't complain and uh, you know they're they're such a huge uh, part of the program and uh, you know I think we'll make it a purpose to even even you know try to highlight a, a player of that like that but uh, uh you know, we'd love to have 50 kids on the podcast every week. And like I said, it's, it's, if people only knew, like, uh, how we selected who we were going to talk to, they'd probably get a big kick out of it. Uh, you know, because these kids are busy, and we really are. don't like to 
to step on. You know, we have kids that during the week, you know, they have, they they have church stuff even going on after, and they have homework, and they want to catch the the volleyball game or the soccer game or things like that. So, yeah, like you said, we 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 are usually scrambling to try to try to get a guest on. But uh, I do know, but I wanted to again thank you because our kids really do love it. Uh, they. Uh, they really got a kick out of me uh, telling you how I hated that voice, and that, that, that's sort of become a laughing joke in the, in the uh, locker room now. So how's the voice now, increased? Well, yeah. now the voice is now called the gasser voice. So <laughs> when I hear it, the the uh, culprit gets gassers, and that's happened oh. a few times. So I, we're we're hoping that it 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 goes away, but it's not gone. It, it's still there. So maybe we maybe we need more gassers. I don't know. We're working on it. That's all I can tell you. All right, once again, the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance. Big out. Shout out to Brandon. Thank you for supporting the program. As always, thanks for listening. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.